Yeah, I don't know why it's got that delay, man, but either way, we made it and we're excited <laughs> and, and we're glad to be back. And uh, we appreciate everyone for joining in. And we are joined by none other than the uh, Moscone Cup captain, Jeremy Jones. Jeremy, welcome back. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Joey. Yeah, happy to be here. Well, when, uh, well let, let's jump right into it, man. When did you get the news that you were going to be back representing the red, white, and blue, man? Uh, well, you know, today it, it, it aired, but it uh, wasn't too, too long ago. Um, I've been pushing for you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, Matchroom's going to do their due diligence, and um, they're going to think things through. Um, and, you know, I was happy to hear that, that I was going to get this chance in uh, U.S. soil. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jeremy, this year, a uh, little different year, full calendar. Have you given thought about the preparation leading up to it, doing something different this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, you know, try to take advantage of, of the storm and the, a good storm and pool right now. Um, I think after last year's Moscone, there's a, a lot of offered support, like there always is, uh, but pandemic made that a little handcuffed. You know, I think back to my first couple years as a, assistant captain and there were some you know some opportunities that, that that came about for us as a team uh prior to even selecting the team really um going to russia you know uh, getting together a couple times during the year you know with with more than five players um what you might think the ones that are really in contention and hopefully there's going to be some more surprises um but yeah trying trying to travel a little bit more get that camaraderie uh, not that we were lacking that last year, but every little bit helps. And, um, you know, try and make each other better. I mean, who's who, who's going to have more influence on making each other better than ourselves, right? Yeah. So we gotta we got to concentrate on that and take as much advantage as we can. Well, you, we got a full calendar to go and look at. A lot of nine ball events. We're here at the World Ten Ball Championships. I'm curious what, what players have already started off this year, you know, on the radar for you now that we've had – Derby City as as uh, as the first event. Well, um, I think you know a name that wasn't on the Moscone the, or ever has been on the Moscone. Shane Wolford's a guy that you know had made some noise at the end of the year last year and has continued on. Had a pretty nice showing, um, and also had a pretty nice showing along with you can tell the battle. You know, there's no give up. Of course, at his age, I would expect no give up. Um, but you know, there's a lot of youngsters coming up with the JIC. I always talk about it that, you know, you can't ever see a filler coming or a Shane coming, really. I mean, you, you, we, we talk about a lot of guys like that that have that potential, but you just never know when it's just going to click uh, at that certain age, you know, for, yeah. for, for a number of guys. For sure. And I saw him just the other night whenever he was playing Copigny, um in the, I want to say the final 32 of the um, of, of the Alpha event that, that just ended. But you're right, man. I mean, he – he didn't seem intimidated by 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 a name or by a moment. I mean, it was late at night, but there was a lot of people there watching, and he showed all the grit in the world, man, in that match. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I try to remind all those guys, whether it's an existing champion or, or someone trying to be, get very involved in yourself, um, even though that doesn't sound like a Moscone thing, but that is a professional sports thing. And uh, Anyways, especially in our game, we can get a little wrapped up with the atmosphere and stuff and uh, the situation of who we're playing. But if you get involved with yourself, it really leans towards a, a better match, usually, no matter the setting. Um, you know, then you got Justin Martin. You got, uh, of course, Tyler Steyer, who's been on a couple of Moscones. You got Chris Robinson. Those guys are still improving and looking to improve. And, uh, 
you know, for Justin or Shane or any of those along those lines, it's not going to be a one-year deal for some guys. It's going to be that second year, that third year. Right. I was one of those guys. I've already played great. I thought anyways, until I started playing professionally. <laughs> and then I was like, whoa, okay. Do you think that that experience on, you know, playing at the, at the top level professional pool gives you credibility with these guys now? All those younger players? In what manner? Me? Yeah, what? you. Yeah, you specifically. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know. I mean, you're well-renowned as an amazing, you know, pool teacher and, yeah, and coach, yeah, things like yeah, that. And, but, you know, at the commentary, I think, you know, helps trust in a lot of ways. And um, I think last year's Moscone may help even more so, um, even though it was unfortunate we lost Earl, but I got to step in and, and you know, I tried to display what it takes. Um, I put a lot of thought into what think, it takes. I think you did. I think you did a real good job at, at showing that you're willing to go to battle with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I was always like that. So it wasn't too out of character. I just had to kind of a little refresher course, a uh, quick one. Um, only on the biggest stage in pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but, but I mean, that's the thing that, that maybe I get back to, you know, really get involved in yourself. You know, that's, it makes it easier in every setting. I think we see the best in the world. They're very much like that. You know, Shane, you know, Skyler, uh, Fetter, Alvin Ocean, Jason Shaw, all those guys, you know, of course, of course they love everything about the sport and, and being a, a top sportsman and but really, when it comes down to it, they're really good because they concern with themselves. That's you know, and that's how the sports played. I'm really curious to know what you did when you found out <clears throat> that you were going to be playing, like any type of tune-up or anything last year, uh, to kind of get you ready. Yeah, absolutely. I you know I stayed late that first night. Um, I was fortunate enough to get some time on a, the VIP table, which you know nobody on either team I think. Uh, had a problem with that considering the situation um are y'all not allowed is is no player allowed to go and play up until the match time like usually no 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 we have a practice table but you know you only have one you have five guys okay uh, you know you. what i mean yeah, so yeah. that they have to get prepared you know as much as anything um you know for myself like i said i had a couple long talks with myself about how you have to try to play to win not what you think you can bring but what you're supposed to bring and that's the only way to really win if if I went out there kind of cinching balls, um, in my mind, that doesn't get W's. We've had players in that mindset before, and it was very easy for me to recognize that mindset. So, uh, you know, just like some shots, I think that end up being some pretty good highlights. You know, those are shots I'm shooting at whenever I'm in, in stroke. So I told myself rare. that I had to do that in the match. You know, like a Dennis or Kulo, Dennis, the top guys don't really back off the shot. Right. No matter the setting, right? So I kind of felt like I had to have that mode, even if they didn't go in, right? You know, to really not only get to that mode, but also to give a chance to get some points. Yeah, that's interesting. So it was full speed ahead, play like you're playing perfect, you know, play like you're playing your best, even if you haven't been playing a lot, right? Have the confidence and hit the shots the way you know you would if you were playing your best, right? Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if I did it five times, at least a few of them would go in, right? So I got that feeling of, uh, you know, that feeling of something good, right? So, yeah. you know, like the, the speed runners, they think they put weights on them. No, they don't. I mean, they do that in a sense, but the training is they run them downhill to get the experience of the legs moving faster, right? So you got to experience what you're aiming for kind of like, right? Right, for so, sure. Even so, if you fall a few times. Yeah. Well, I thought you did great. Uh, well, there was you. a. Mike probably remembers the exact ball, but I don't right now. But I remember there was a shot you rolled up on, 
And I remember thinking, man, how, how is Jeremy feeling right now? This is like a difficult shot and a difficult moment. And you nailed it. And two I ball down the rail. Yes. Man, that's, going the yes. Rail. that's the one. Yeah. yeah. And I was it, like, whoa, it a message, we got, man. Like, we got action. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I remember. I mean, I do. I, I do a little bit of wagering here or there, but there were matches <laughs> where, you know, especially me betting on Team Europe. I'm thinking, OK, when Jeremy's in, I got a pretty good shot at getting that point. And then whenever you started going and firing balls in, I was like, my money may not be so safe right now, man. You know, and, and it was. It was inspiring. I'm curious, were there any players on the team that maybe you looked to go and lean on who gave you support, who picked you up, who, who gave you motivated? Because you really went into it with, I'm going to be that guy for the players. And now it's kind of like, you know, now you're out there. Yeah. And, you know, we were there early, right? And Earl was around us. And the guys leading up to Earl um, were so pumped to play with Earl, you yeah. know. And then even, you know, in the bus, you know, we start talking about a subject and you could tell there was like a, you know, how pool players, we, we can play devil's advocate with each other a little right. bit, but then there was that instant mode of, uh, Hey, you know, let's make sure everyone's uh, pumped as much as they can. And then it, when Earl went down, it's like, it just, I took his place and I didn't, I didn't really have to lean on much. I mean, they were pretty spirited to see me in action. So, you know, that kind of felt special, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, the Moscone creates the most interesting, unique feelings and moments. Um, there was plenty and, of that. And I got some new ones this, this past year. So. <laughs> All right. So what happens if you get the call again? Are you going to be ready come November? I mean, let's hope it doesn't come yeah, to are you it. Gonna right. call, not that you played you, bad or anything, but, you know. Are you going to call your number? Are you gonna- <laughs> yeah, well, I got, I got kind of asked that this morning as well. And, you know, you, you never say never, right? But, um, you know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to play a couple of big events. This I like year. hearing that. Um, That's cool. You know, I don't really, I really want the guys to, to know that, hey, yeah, they got to beat the captain to make the team kind of I thing. So. <laughs> that ought to in, be. In a sense, you know, which, which I'm the sure steps. they're putting their quarters up. Yeah. I'm sure they're all putting their quarters yeah. up. So. so I've never been to a Moscone Cup until, oh, wow. until this year. You either? No, me neither. I, I, I'm going to go this year. I, I have two already. tickets. Right. Oh, you did? I did, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to weasel in the, the oh, one with go. me and no, my wife. Yeah. I know you're real. But, uh, yeah, I got two tickets. I'm so excited. And uh, so tell me what you think it's going to be like this year in Vegas. Well, um, it's going to be crazy for sure. Um, that's one thing I think, you know, we wouldn't certainly tell ever tell try to tell anybody what to do. But, you know, we want it. You want the fans to show out, to show oh, up. Oh yeah, to we go want nuts. it. We want it pandemonium at its best, though. Of course, you right. know. Um, of course, remember where we're at and what we're what we're doing. But go crazy as you can, without uh, offending too many people. <laughs> I guess I guess that's a good way to do it. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'd like to see something unique from the U.S. fans. Get creative, um, and because they really do mean someone, it comes down to trying to win that cup. You know, I, I, you know, I think it's going to be around 2000 because we're at Bally's. So it's got trim back of hair, um, but it's going to feel like 10. And I think they're going to see that they could probably feel 10,000 here in America. I remember when um, after the Moscone Cup ended, I'm thinking they ought to go and just release the tickets because there's that excitement and build off that momentum. And then they waited two months and I thought, I think maybe they kind of missed the boat. And then when they finally released them, I think it sold out in something like 36 hours or something. I mean, it's pretty yeah. nuts. Um, I'm curious what what's going to be the um, expectation from the American players. What what can we expect to go and see from them? Well, W. I mean, um, it's a lot of fight. You know, there's 
there's things you got to learn from that I got to remind them that they're learning from, even if it's kind of like great players sometimes. They all, a lot of them, the great ones, they practice the same thing. Some of them are conscious of it, Mike, and some of them aren't conscious of it. More like it's a natural thing? Or? Meaning, meaning, well, like timing, for instance. They're practicing, they're feeling timing, but they're maybe not labeling it, oh, I'm practicing timing. Right. Okay, some some are more aware of what they're trying to practice, and there's not a flaw in either, to a sense. Um, but when also you're trying to learn, you got to remind those guys that they're improving. you got to remind them that they're learning, and, and sometimes remind them exactly what they're doing on both. Um, so that's my job a little bit, and, and again, for them to, to think about. But, yeah, um, w- one big thing that I saw last year, and it goes from the top guy down to, to the bottom guy, which was me, um, is you can't let that one mistake, that race to five in that moment, makes you think one mistake costs you. And uh, some, some matches it does. But if you have that mindset, that's a lot of extra pressure because you're, that one mistake is in front of you instead of like, hey, one mistake is just one mistake. You know? So that's a big one for me and my team uh, this year, no matter who it is and uh, no matter where they're at on the depth chart. Well, we got, we got this lady coming in by the name of Tara Donino, and she's a, a um, what was her name? Tara Donino. Tara, Tara. Yeah, okay. and she does um, inside performance coaching. And I'm curious – what if any, like, how important is it to have the mental strength to be on that stage? Well, it's huge, but you know, you talk about what leads to what, you know, and now teaching and being a player for a long time, but now teaching for seven years in our sport, and I think many actually, a, a sound physical leads towards a sound mental. Um, I'm a firm believer of that. Um, so one one will complement the other. One will get the other one started in the better direction, maybe, is, and definitely complement. Yeah. No, you're 100% correct. But when you talk about trying to make one of them better, I think it's, of course, we'd like to make them both better. But the, right. the solid physical, I think, leans toward, it's almost like in a simple term, you know, I've gotten beaten to finals by pros that didn't know the game half as well as I did. But their sound execution would overcome a, a bit of a bad uh decision well i think it was your knowledge that helped carry you in certain parts of the moscone cup because i remember that moving battle that you had that epic one with david alcade where i mean it 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 was a lot of moving where everybody would agree that you go and trump him on so many different categories um in that regard well and he's great at it i mean you know it's one of my i know he's got a three cushion background one of my fortes i guess like you know grinding out games that, that aren't so pretty um and maybe it's, that's a little touching on the surface and maybe just a little edge of, you know, overcoming a mental mistake with great execution. But that's just a mild example of what I was talking about. If you become sound physically, it's not a, you can't ever set it aside, but that it just leads towards a calmer mind overall. You know, usually the stroke, whenever you're more sound, it's a little calmer. Right. You know, it's kind of, kind of like Billy Thorpe, you know, when we're working with him. You know, I told Billy, I said, well, Billy, we we're trying to slow you down and you're doing this up on the ball. I was like, you know, and you're, you know, pardon my French moving pretty quickly, you know what that French is, but, uh, (laughs) around the table, I said, that's not leading in the direction we're trying to head. And so, you know, when you have something you're dealing with, sometimes you got to go a little extreme to, uh, to get it heading in the right direction, you know? And then sometimes it takes a lot like Billy, for instance, for him to slow down, he's going to have to be mindful of that for a little while, you know, and then it'll become more natural. But physical in, in our sport, I think, certainly leads towards a, a great mental. You know, you mentioned working with Billy. I know you've worked with Chris and others. And 
for someone who is already so talented as a player, is it harder to get them to kind of buy into what, like you said, Billy's got that fast stroke, you know, is it easier or harder to get somebody like Billy to listen and try to buy into that? Well, yeah, because they're going to, you know, their talent is so high that I keep reminding them there's two ways to play. There's There's a way you can play where you have to rely on your talent and there's a way where you can have your talent flourish. So, you know, you, you have to go a little bit beyond, you know, the, with the pros, you're talking about thousands of shots before they maybe start to really see it. Um, because for them, it's, it's about the pressure moment. You know, they could all take it, you know, I could probably mimic a bunch of different strokes in the practice room and play pretty darn well because I'm a pretty talented guy. Um, and so could they, right? But when it comes down to it, it's the crucial balls and big moments that they're going to re- reflect on and say, hey, something cost me or something got me across the line. So. Yeah, and they have to be committed to wanting to, to change or wanting to learn because I can imagine they're, they're going to they're gonna go a little down before they go up. Yeah, and, and some, you know, the good thing with the pros really is that most of them have what you're looking for. They're just not doing it all the time, kind of like amateurs at times. So it's a different degree. Um, but the beautiful thing is we're blessed with a lot of players that really go through that process each and every shot, and you can tell they trust it. You know, Fetter Gorse and Alvin Ocean, when pressure's on, their process, really, they can rely on it. They you know, that. instead of relying on their talent in a bad process or no process, now they just say, hey, I rely on my process. I recognize it's Hill Hill or a tough shot, but I'm going to go through my steps and after you do it enough, it, it proves to you it works. It's funny you mentioned Federer because I remember after he won the world championship, I, I had messaged him because I was beyond happy for him. And uh, I said, man, you just you were just the machine out there. And he said, I was I was nervous as you know what, right? <laughs> and I said, well, you, we couldn't tell. And he said, well, I just I just fell back on my mechanics you know, yeah. on, on what I've learned up until that point. He said, but I'm there. I'm shaking like a leaf. Yeah. You know, but it's all the work that all that preparation that led to that moment that, you know, pushed him over the edge. Well, you know, and there's a thing to that, you know, that routine. People ask me about what the routine is. Oh, you know, some people say, well, you should walk the table this much. You should do this. You know, like there's, I'm a firm believer and Fetter is the one that I think kind of proves it, um, which I was that way is, you know, I believe your routine is built by a few many tasks. So if you have a few tasks going on, right, you start to not see, even though he's nervous, he's right. doing something, right? It's like a busy day of work or a slow day. Slow day, your mind wanders. It yeah. takes all day. Busy day, it goes by fast because you have things in front of you you have to do. So he ha- he does his task. It makes that hard shot look a little less more like a normal shot and makes the setting, his nerves wouldn't have been near as good right. or handled them near as well if he didn't go through those steps that kind of will quiet the mind a little bit because you're busy doing something, yeah. you know, and that first, like that. that routine doesn't feel that good, but in a time you start to really lean on it, you know, so. Well, I'm curious, uh, you mentioned uh, playing a little bit and we saw you play a little bit this last December. Is there another title run left in the tank of Jeremy Jones? <laughs> well, the tournaments that I do play in this year, I'll certainly be prepared. Yeah. Um, you know, last year at the U.S. Open, I was honest afterwards. I wasn't as prepared, so I got some very bad unprepared nerves is what I call them. There's prepared nerves and there's unprepared nerves. <laughs> prepared nerves, you do great things, and unprepared, not so much. So um, I liked experiencing that, that bad feeling, so I, I, I make sure I don't do it again. 
I love it. Well, listen, I know the last time we saw you on the TV table was back in December. But there's a TV table here. I'm, as a fan, I want to see you shoot the shot. I want to see you lay down the shot. Can we set it up and record it and see if you can put Are that you ball? About the six of ball? course, I'm talking about the six ball. What ball? Am I, what would I be well, talking yeah, about? Well, that's well right. the the setting would be a little easier here just because <laughs> yeah. of the slick conditions and uh, of course the crowd or whatever. But um, I still haven't set it up at home. Sometime really? in the next yeah, in the I, next week. I wasn't too worried about making it, even though it was a tough shot. I mean, a lot of the players I spoke the to, they the were ball. like, the they thing, were yeah. like, no way, I would shoot it that way. I was like, well. I was, that's just, you know, look. you wouldn't believe, but that's so like the instance I was telling you about or not backing off like, Oh, let me cinch this with top. Hopefully I run into the eight for me when I'm playing well, I soft spin that ball in and just see what happens. So, you know, you wouldn't just so you kind of understand what happens behind the scenes, Jeremy, with the fans. Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably had a 400 message thread with my friends and back and forth about how you should have shot that. Yeah. yeah well, it was, I think much more difficult than people think, you know, and, and I, you know, of course, don't have to go into the foul too much. I, actually, there's been a few that have brought it up here, and that's I understand completely. You, you know, that's one thing about pool. You can ask that person, uh, so it's pretty special. But um, I don't even recall getting the cue ball cleaned in my career. If it's happened once before that, but I was hitting super soft spin, and nothing against David, but even our referee said that I've never seen a bigger chunk. Of, and, and it wasn't just a spot; it was like oh. flakes on top of the. You know what I mean? So. Soft spin, I felt like I could spin off the side of the cue ball. And I certainly didn't want that to happen, but uh, maybe that was a better choice than what happened in, <laughs> well, in, in it, regards. So. It, it, it I doesn't matter because, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, made, you made everyone proud no matter what. Well, you thank know? you. Thank and you. and uh, foul or no foul or you made the shot, you didn't make the shot. But, I mean, I, I still want to see it, though. So yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe we can find a little bit of time. You yeah, know? we'll find time this yeah. week if that's all right with y'all. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's okay, we'll slick the up. balls up. we got to slick them up now all because right. they get it as close <laughs> to the I'll defer Moscone to you. You possible. tell me whatever we need to have happen, and we'll make it happen. You got it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Maybe a few TV lights, yeah. arena lights. We got a little bit yeah, of Yeah, there. I see yeah. that. We'll so, pull some strings. <laughs> so what happened with Earl last year must have been devastating for him. Do you think that it soured him towards Moscone, or do you think there's a chance he's going to get out there this year and work hard and maybe try to get back? Well, if he's out there, he's going to be working hard. That's for sure. Um, he's not going to go in there without hitting balls and, and feeling good about himself. And I certainly hope he gets out and competes. Um, I saw a lot of Earl last year, the last few tournaments that I've seen years ago. Um, and he is a lot like what I was talking about earlier, whether it's conscious or not. He's not going to back off the shot that he believes is correct, and he's not all of a sudden going to start thinking differently. Not only do most of us not do that as, as better players and, and him being one of the best ever, but that's not Earl anyways. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Change his mind on a cheeseburger to a tuna sandwich or take something, you know what I mean? So, so But he's great for that, and um, I certainly hope, that, you know, it's a souring moment for him. We all felt terrible. Right. Uh, Matchroom felt terrible. Um, you know, almost to tears in a sense because uh, not only the hype, but I think it was going to be incredible what Earl was going to bring. And, uh, again, the players wanted to play with him. So I, so I hope he gets out and competes. I hope he has finishes. I hope he makes the team. It was incredible just the build-up to it. And, you know, there's people, it's kind of like what they used to say about Howard Stern, right? People would watch because they didn't like him and they wanted to hear what he had to say. And then people liked him and wanted to hear what he had to say. And so yeah. there's Earl's got his fans and he's got people that, 
you know, but everybody wanted to see him play. Oh, yeah. And when that happened, I mean, everybody was devastated. But do you think he was going to play well? I think he was, yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I thought he was going to earn points. Um, to me, I played a lot of doubles with Earl. You know, on the table, I love the doubles with Earl. Now, you got to be a little tough in the corner. <laughs> you know, and I think Earl will tell you the same, you know, that, that you know, he wears his, his emotions on his sleeve. And, and uh, I'd rather have that, knowing that, than someone that I'm not sure where their emotions are at. Um, so as far as at least play, you know where you stand, right? Yeah. And that, you know, and on the table itself, he's not going to put you in a bad position. You know what I mean? He, he, he may miss a shot. We all miss a shot. Right. But it's going to be maximum effort. And even though he plays quick, you know, a routes around the table, there's not many that ever knew it better. Uh, and the titles speak for themselves on that. You had to give some thought to the best matchups for doubles with Earl. What were you thinking last year? Who would have been some good well, matchups? We, you know, we felt question. like. Earl could play well with Shane. Um, we thought that Skyler, as pumped as Skyler was, and I thought that, that Earl would play well there. Um, we weren't so sure about Tyler just because, you know, Tyler's a little more precise. And not saying Earl's not, but you might not recognize precise unless you really know him. Um, so we were leaning a little more towards Chris with Earl in that, in that regard. Plus, they had practiced very well together. Um, got along great. Um, so, you know, those were the combinations, I think, overall, out of all the guys. Well, I can tell you, we're excited. I, when when the news broke today, because I had Pinozo messaging me, and he said, there's something coming out in a few minutes. And I'm like, oh, man, there is. So, <laughs> And when I found out you were back to being announced, I was beyond thrilled, man. I'm super happy for you, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on and, and, uh, and talk shop with us, man. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you guys do a great job. It just gets better and better. So that's that's all we're looking for as pool players all the way around. Just just improve as you go, right? Yeah. You know, I, I did tell you I already bought tickets, but I'm getting that right arm ready just in case you need it. Just <laughs> yeah. in case you want to go for the wild card. You want to yeah, tell the same story? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't no, do that. Yeah, no. but, you know, just uh, again, and there's months to talk about it, but there's never enough time to prepare for it. So I want the fans to, to think of something unique and, and don't be bashful if they think they need some help from us on this side. So. When are you hoping to have a team announced? Um, I mean, I know there's a process on Matchroom side where they want to go and build it up, and I completely get it. But ideally for you, you know. I, I, I think we're going to have, I believe it goes two after, they said it this morning. I'm sorry, it was early. I not much sleep this morning. But uh, I think it was two after the U.S. Open awesome. and one after the International, if I'm not mistaken. And then the rest of the, or Excuse me. Two after the U.S. Open. What is the tournament right after the U.S. Open this coming year? Is it uh, back um, in the U.K., European, yeah, I think or maybe so. Germany? UK, yeah. Maybe Germany? Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, so and then they'll announce the third after that because the rankings will end. And then I believe uh, before after the international, we'll announce the final two. So yeah. don't hold me to that, but it's somewhere around Somewhere that in that range. range. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know the first two will be after the U.S. Open. So Well, we're here at the World 10 Ball Championships, and I'm going to get you out of here on this. Who's your pick to go and win? The World 10 Ball? Yeah. I really think an American's going to win it. So, um, is that the Homer in you? or I mean, sorry, the, the no, American no, in you? No, or is a, that the Jeremy Jones? The you know, Well, of course, uh, you know, I bleed red, white, and blue. Of course. And that's not just because of Texas. That's the U.S. <laughs> also. Uh, but, uh, but I took a long look at Shane. Uh, talked to him the other day a little bit. Um, you know, without going into it, I think he's in a good spot. Uh, mentally um 
I think he's ready to win. You know, Shane's plays a big card in professional pools. He so, does. you know, a lot of people talk to me about what's on my shoulders. I can't imagine what's on his shoulders uh, walking around as the greatest American player in a long time. So I, I think he's in a happy spot. Didn't get to talk to him. You know, maybe something personal is going on that he's loving even more. Who knows? But I just feel good about him. Skyler, who spent a lot of time, you know, at the PLP improving every day, it looked like. You know, I had a really unfortunate did. last day there, but that could happen to anyone. And now a nice big win over Niels, who's playing great, coming right. off a great European championship. Absolutely. So uh, Skyler, is, he's not a guy that lacks in confidence, but it doesn't hurt to get a little that early confidence in the tournament, right? Yeah. So put a little more expe expectation on his shoulders. And he's got a good 10-ball break. He pops that ball great. Yeah, and, you know, when I talked to him, he commented on that, you know, but – one thing Skyler doesn't want to show you all the time is 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 uh, he can brush it off, but but like I said, that expectation on his shoulders, he actually does want it. I think, you and can't he does think them, it needs to be there. So he handles that pressure like one of the best in the world. Because I don't care if he's you know five one down in a race to six or five one up, like he looks the exact same way all the time. Yeah, and, you know, that may be a conscious thing that he made sure of a long time ago, but, you know, just like we can't tell what someone's seeing, right? you know, that brain, I kind of feel that he wants the pressure on him, even though he he can shrug off a loss or he can say, hey, I got lucky for a win. He's a humble guy, but but uh, he knows uh, ex expectations and eyes are on him to do well. Absolutely. Well, Jeremy, we appreciate it once again. Yeah, before man. we let you go, Jeremy, I want to give you a chance to shout out your sponsors. You're a great ambassador for the sport, so go ahead and let folks know who sponsors Well, thank you. you. Uh, of course, uh, Q-Tech, you know, they've been the greatest company I've ever worked with, and they always support me, and it's like a no-brainer if I ask them something. So, of course, them, Fort Worth Billiards, uh, Albert Trujillo, who does so much for the game, not only in DFW. Um, of course, you know, Texas itself is one of Jeremy Jones's biggest sponsors throughout my career. Sure. Just so everybody has always been great to me there, and I've learned so much throughout the years. Um, and again, I'm my biggest supporter, my wife. I, I, I think about it all the time. If I would, all them, uh, all them players wouldn't have wanted me meeting her like 25 years ago. They would have been in real <laughs> trouble. So, uh, you know, but uh, so that so I still got a chance to win a tournament or two because of her. That's for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jeremy. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Okay. We'll see you guys later.